Okay, so then, here we are now with day number three in our series, which is a trip report on who is in. So I'm going to assume you're up to date with this series. You've listened to the previous episodes, so we can launch right into what's happening here now on the Andrew Lake podcast. And here's the thing about setting yourself something and saying you'll do it. And in fact, there are many things about this, if you haven't noticed. But here's the main thing that I confronted today. And it is that you set yourself this thing to do, and then when it comes to time to do it, you don't want to do it. Now, when I set things for myself, and yes, let's make this personal because this is a trip report. When I set things for myself, it's often in a state of motivation, a state of clarity, a state of, yes, I can do this. I have the energy to do this. I have the concentration to do this. I have the ability to do this. It's a very good thing that I'm going to do. There's no doubt about it. And that's what it's like to set things for yourself, isn't it? That's what it's all about. It's that goodness. And yet, if it's something like this week, which it is for me, which is doing who is in every day, twice a day for a week, later in the week, you'll have a different feeling when it comes time to do it. And today's been tough. I've deviated from my structure. I've actually deviated from... I've basically done nothing except for the who is in set in the morning and the who is in set in the afternoon. So I've missed my qigong, I've missed my silent sitting, and so I've failed. So I feel like I am a failure. Well, I don't don't feel like I am a failure. I just know to myself that I haven't done what I have said I would do. But at least I have done the sets. I've been able to hold myself to that. So I have done 40 minutes times two of tell me who is in. So at least that can continue. And let's take a look at this because why did it happen? Why did I fail? Why was it so hard? And the reason is because of the feeling. I felt tired. I felt unmotivated. I felt like I didn't have any clarity. And particularly in the second set, I really felt this. I just felt gluggy, bored. I I almost never feel bored in my life, but I actually did feel bored. I actually used the word bored. I don't know if it was real boredom. I don't know if I was that low. (laughs) But I used the word boredom. I said I was bored in that set and that I wanted it to be over. I was just craving for it to be over. And it was so hard. Here's the thing about not just setting yourself something and sticking to it, but also this applies to transformative practice and spiritual practice, which is that it's hard. It's really hard. Now, in those first few sessions, I was like, wow, I'm I'm doing it and I'm getting some juice from it. It's like there's sort of this immediate 
sort of payoff. And it's not entirely immediate, it's sort of subtle. It's not immediate like drinking a coffee or smoking a cigarette or drinking alcohol or anything like that. It's still subtle, but now it was like, well, there was no payoff. There was no payoff anywhere in sight. There was nothing good about it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be sitting there. And as I was talking, I struggled to keep eye contact with the mirror. I struggled to have things to say. I was just babbling at times. There was no substance, no insight, nothing interesting, nothing strong. And very few lessons. Very few lessons. And one of the lessons that I did have was that I don't want to be gloomy. I don't want to feel gloomy. I don't want to look gloomy in my face. And that was just a sort of isolated insight. And it's funny that hearing myself say that shifted something. And with all these things, putting words to them is, well, really the key. Because you can say about so many things like, there's no words for that. And in a process like this, you encounter that. You encounter these things within your being where you say, I've never had to describe that before. I've never thought about that about myself before. I've never been able to explain that to anyone because I've never needed to explain it to anyone. And you're getting in touch with things that can't be put into words. And in terms of mystical spiritual practices, that's nice to say, wow, you're in touch with the unknown or you're in touch with the mystical. But in terms of the going gets tough and the actual work of self-knowledge, you actually have to turn around and say, well, put words to it. Find the words. You're not off the hook just because it's difficult for you to find the words. And that's how this technique is powerful. That's how this technique works, in a sense. Because you confront those things and you can't put words to them. And it's like, well, you have to. You have to put words to them. And you put words to them and they're not so good. They don't really work. And then you notice that they're not so good. And then you start to notice that there are words that are better. And you find the words and you slowly, incrementally start to make your way forward. And at least in that low patch, at least when I was bored and tired and fed up, I wasn't turning away from it. I was actually saying it. And I suspect that in a long-term sort of way, that brings authenticity to the words that I use to describe boredom, the words that I use to describe tiredness. So when I say I am tired and I'm fed up, I really mean it. I really meant it. I really did mean it. And because that was authentic, because that was real to the moment, then that means I now know what it means to say I am tired when I am. And there are times when we say, well, we are tired when we're not. There are times when we forget to stop and assess and say, well, does this actually fit? Is it actually true that I am tired? Or is it just something that I'm saying? Or is there something else?
And this process of all becoming more authentic with words is, well, I believe it's happening. And I still think that it's happening. I trust that it's happening. And I think that's tricky because I don't feel good about the sessions. I don't feel like I really got much out of them. I feel like I was just going through them. I was just going through the motions. I didn't get in touch with the thing that was motivated. I didn't find some hidden motivation. There was no obvious alchemy. And that can be a trap, I believe, on the spiritual path, is looking for obvious alchemies, looking for obvious results. And furthermore, I learned this about myself again, which I have learnt again and again, and I will learn again, which is that I hold myself to this high standard. I want to be productive. I want to be making my time valuable. I want to be stepping up to the things that I set for myself. There's a real big part of me that actually believes that it's important that I do that. And this whole idea of saying to yourself, okay, I've got this process, I've got this structure, and I'm just going to write it all down and tick it off as I do it for seven days, that's unrealistic. Of course, I wished that I was like that. I wish I could just line things up and just bang, 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 every single one done, every single day. But the truth is we're contending with the entire complexity of our beings. We're dealing with the entire complexities of life. And that includes distractions. That includes falling off course. That includes old habits coming up again. That includes just being tired just because. Because you don't know why. And one of the bad habits that I fell into this morning, which was really the start of this whole sort of wavering day that I've had, was having my phone in my room. So I normally keep my phone in my car, and I'm usually trying as best as I can, to not look at that. So I don't look at it much when it's in the car, usually just before or after I go driving, maybe twice a day, three times a day, that's it. So it's not in the bedroom at the morning, it's not in the bedroom at the night. But last night, I said to myself, well, it's just this one day I'll keep it in my room for once. And I don't know why I said that to myself. I don't know why I thought that to myself. It was like my mind tricked me. Because, of course, then once it was in my room, I took it to my bed and I was messaging and sort of having it hurt. Like I could feel how much it hurt my eyes. It really made me squint. And I could feel how much damage it was doing to my concentration and how bad it was setting off my day. And yet it still made its way in. It still had this thing of coming up. Right, So that's, that's the whole game. There's this part of you that knows that it's wrong. There's this part of you that wants to be doing those better things. 
and yet you still fall into it. You still have those little things come up. And by talking about it in the sessions, I've actually been able to become more conscious of that. Because it came up in the very first session, you know, when I was listening to the Who Is In soundtrack, I just said, look, my day has been really distracted because I had my phone in my room, which is something that I'm strongly against, which doesn't help me. And the more time I have away from my phone, the more I realize how destructive it is when I go back to it and how unproductive I become when I'm engaged with that device. Smartphones ruin life. They just ruin productivity. They ruin creativity. They completely shred concentration. They destroy self-control. They whittle away dedication to the higher things. And this kind of talking right now, this talking that I'm doing here with you, it's got a real energy to it, right? I feel at the moment very energized, very awake. I feel like I'm pronouncing myself well. I'm being clear. And that's not what my sessions were like. My sessions were, well, muddy, fumbling, really unclear really of no substance, of no interest. And I'd like to say, well, it's because of doing those sessions that I've been able to step up now and I've found it. So it's almost like it's an afternoon effect. It's a delayed alchemy from doing the process. And if you ask me now if I can do my routine, I say, hell yes. Like if you're asking me now if I can do the proper routine tomorrow, then I feel great. I think no problem. Yes, I will. And yet that's what I thought today before I became really tired, before I became really drawn down and worn out. At the start of the second session, I was just like, okay, so I'm going to do this session and then I'll do one hour of silent sitting and then I'll do 40 minutes of Qigong and then I'm done. And yet by, by the time I was like 10 minutes into the who is in session, I was like, okay, I'm not doing Qigong. By 15 minutes in, it was just like, okay, no, there's no way I'm doing silent sitting. I just can't. I'm just going to scrap it. I'm just going to try and survive today. And then by 20 minutes into the session, I was thinking, am I even going to be able to finish this who is in session? Am I even going to be able to make it through? Now, there are other factors of things that I'm doing in my day, which I'm not completely sharing with you. There's still other things that I've been up to, which are contributing factors. And that's for me to deal with. That's for me to work out. So you can never really know how much of an effect a technique is making. So it's not entirely safe to say that the reason I'm clear now and I'm motivated now and I feel quite energized now is because I did that earlier who is in session and I persisted with it. 
It might be any other number of factors. It might be that I just had some food or there's some other rhythm which is not just through the day. When you have rhythms of energy, they don't happen just on day-to-day basis. It's not like every day is a up and a down from zero to a certain amount. Not at all, because you also have the habits from the previous days. You also have cycles of months. Where is the monthly cycle at? Where is the energy of the year at? Where are the seasons at? So I hope that doesn't sound like a non-advice or a sort of disclaimer because I'm definitely feeling glad I did my sessions today. And I think contending with just being able to say to myself sometimes, look, you've done the best you can for today. You can't expect to do every single thing every single day. So don't beat yourself up for it. I think contending with that is a skill unto itself. Knowing your limits, knowing what it means to fall off. And I have had this thing in the past where I've said, okay, well, I'm falling off, so I may as well well make a real mess of it. I may as well just really indulge and just do all this bad stuff. But I don't get that so much anymore. Now I'm much better at getting back onto it faster. And when I fall off, not falling off so far. Right? Like I could have indulged. I could have gone and had a coffee and a cigarette and alcohol. That really would have set me off. That really would have set me back. But instead I said, okay, I'm just going to stay calm. I'm going to rest. and I'm not going to do those old vices. And I'll see how I feel tomorrow. So those are a few thoughts from today. This has been day number three in our series. So thanks very much for tuning in. And that's all I have to say for now.